Lord, thank you for Charlene. Lord, you clearly spoke to me. I was about to ask Jared to speak for this morning, about two months ago, wasn't it? About to ask Jared to speak, and I went, Charlene, could you come and speak for a Father's Day? And it really was in that moment. So, Lord, would you anoint her and release your word through her? In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Um, thank you so much for asking me, Lori. Um, we're just really excited to be such a part of St. Leonard's and everything that you guys have done for us. The first time I met Lori and Wendy, it was in September and of last year, and we were doing the prayer meeting. And not just because he looks like my father, and not just because you resemble my mother, but um, instantly Lori and Wendy felt like mama and papa to me. <laughs> They're not old enough. They're not old enough, I think. <laughs> um, so for Father's Day, um, you know, I got the privilege of remembering all the things that, how my dad raised me. I was raised on the mission field, and um, and my parents, they took me everywhere they went. They took me to every country, um, long drives, all of it. And I just was walking with the Lord and remembering those things, and what was the thing that my dad always did with me no matter what. And... Um, he's a worshiper and really prophetic as well. And, um, and so every time before he got up to preach, he would grab his guitar and start, start worshiping God. And he would invite me up. And the song that he would always have me sing with him was, Jesus, lover of my soul, I'm not going to bless your ears with that today. But um, the line... Jesus, you never let me go, really hit, hit my heart as I was preparing. And then I went on to look up scriptures of protector God, and it's like just flip the Bible, stick your finger, and it probably says God's your protector, right? It, it's just all over the Bible, and I feel like when something's repeated over and over and over in the Bible— um, it's because we're kind of slow to the intake. We've, we need a reminder <laughs> all the time, like the Lord is our provider, the Lord is our protector, the Lord is our El Shaddai. And these things are always, always, always repeated. And so our protector. And I love what Hebrews um, 13, 5 through 7 says in the Amplified Version. It starts off with a condition to us. It says, let your character or moral disposition be free from love of money, including greed, lust, craving and for earthly possessions. Be steadfast in your present circumstances with what you have. For he, God himself, has said, I will not in any way fail you, nor give you up, nor leave you without support. I will not, I will not, I will not in any degree leave you helpless, nor forsaken, nor let you down. Relax. 
my hold on you? Assuredly not. So we take comfort and encouraged and confidently and boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not be seized with alarm. I will not fear or dread or be terrified. What can man do to me? And I think that's my question that the Lord has put on my heart for today, is what can man do to me? If God is for me, who can be against me? Um, I don't like that. I feel like I'm supposed to be singing, if that's okay. That's better. Um, so thinking of protector, thinking of daddy God, just remembering how I was, I was raised and what the important things that really stuck out to me growing up with my father being at Father's Day um, is everything that I saw that I wanted, he didn't give to me. Yes, I was an only child for 16 years, but he did give me um, heavenly wisdom, which is to pray for it. I mean, I can give you countless examples of that, but I'm supposed to keep it simple, so I won't. <laughs> um, he even, as I got older, he even was so sweet, and um, he gave me a little hand gesture. And so whenever we're walking, we'll hold hands, and it's this little sweet hand gesture that I know that my dad is there. He loves me. He's never going to leave me. And it's a reminder of his love for me. And that is one thing that I never, ever, 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 ever doubted was my daddy's love for me. I always remember being able to crawl on his lap and hold his hand and put my head on his shoulder, no matter what, whose house we were at or whatever the case may have been. I never doubted his love for me. So when he corrected me with the way that uh, a New York Italian does, I never questioned my identity. I never doubted uh, for a second that he's doing this because he doesn't like me or anything like that. I knew that he did it because he loves me and that he was probably right even if I didn't want to admit to it. <laughs> I do. I did have a really tough season where um, he didn't let me hang out with some boys, and I said I hated him and I never wanted to see him again. But that didn't last too long. I obeyed him and didn't hang out with the boys. Um, and so I knew. Oftentimes, we're always told that the way that we see our hev our earthly dad is how we reflect our heavenly father. And yes, that is true, but our, our earthly dads are never going to be good enough, or their love is never going to be grand enough, their love is never going to be extravagant enough to ever depict the, the love that our heavenly father has for us. And I think that is so evident as we even just read the scriptures and just Look at protector God. In Psalms 27, 1, he's our refuge, our stronghold. We should not fear. 
Psalms 118.6 says, uh, he's on your side, do not fear. Psalms 23.3 says, he's the restorer of our souls. Song of Songs says, in 6.3 says, I am his and he is mine. And then 2 Corinthians says, Father of mercies and God of comfort. I can't help but think of Eliza and you're going out. And I remember, actually, I was your age when I also went out to Africa for three months. And um, there, it was also a big chunk of money. And my dad and my mom didn't tell me, but God told them not to give me any money to rely fully on God as, as my support, as my daddy God. So I had made a decision in August that I was going to go in, or July, that I was going to go in September. And the, the thing was $5,000. And in two months, I had raised enough money to get me there. And by the time I came back, I only owed $200 at the end of the three months. But because of that, um, my journey was, God, if this is where you're taking me, then you will provide. You will provide the way. And um, I never doubted that for a second. And with that, I came into his peace and his and his righteousness, and his joy. And there wasn't a time or day in Africa that I ever felt alone, that I ever felt unprotected, even when I was very alone, um, very far away from everything that you could ever think would ever bring you comfort. There wasn't a day that went by that I didn't have his peace. And I think that when we can settle in to the idea that is so foreign to us that God is going to be our protector no matter what. When we can actually have a glimpse of that, we can live a life of peace. We can live in a life of joy. We can settle in that. God is our protector. When we're driving on the road, he's our protector. Um, And I think that is something that is the hardest thing for us to remember. Because we get sick, because our mind goes in a hundred different directions, because our family member hasn't come to Christ, or whatever the case may be, that God is for us. God is for us. He is for you. He is for you. He is for you. Hebrews says... I will not leave you. I will not leave you. I will not leave you. He is for you. He is for you. He is for you. God is for you. Your heavenly Father is for you. You know, even as I stand here and think about what has taken me, it's taken me 31 years to be able to stand here in front of people and and even open my mouth and have some sort, of, some sort of link of phrase. Um, I, it's almost like I can't even, I, would, I was so afraid of speaking, even reading a scripture, my, my mind would just jumble up 
the words, and it wouldn't even be in order, and no one would ever believe that I could stand here. I remember totally not being able to do that. And it wasn't until right before the conference, actually, right before in May, the conference, Jared was, my husband was praying over me. And it wasn't until then that God completely released and like pulled out the root of fear of man, control, and said, and brought in that, I am your protector, God. I have called you. If, I have, if he's called you to something, he's not going to leave you high and dry. He's not going to forget about, oh, I've called you to California. Oh, I didn't realize it cost that much money. Oh, sorry, just kidding. No, that's not God. If he's even put an inkling in your heart to help someone. He's going to provide the way to help you. I can't even tell you the most support that Jared and I have gotten are from people who don't have a lot. Why? Because they know who their provider is. I can't even tell you the amount of, we were missionaries, well, I'm currently a missionary as well. Um, growing up, we were also missionaries. And we didn't have a support church at home that gave us, you know, my parents a salary or anything like that. Um, but I think I counted one year that it was five cars that my parents gave away. There was never a person that came to visit that wasn't fed there was never a time that someone left our house without gas money. There wasn't ever a time that someone felt out of place coming to our home. There wasn't ever a time. But because of that, God is faithful. So there wasn't ever a time that we, having no money, didn't have a roof over our head. There wasn't ever a time, having no money, that we're, we're hungry or starving. There wasn't ever a time where we... Um, we're striving for something that wasn't there. There wasn't ever a time that God wasn't our provider, wasn't our protector. And there's never, ever, 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 ever a time that God's not your provider, not your protector. Work can be stressful. Family can be in family. Uh, husbands can be highly annoying and not listening. Oh, just mine? Okay. Uh, what? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but thank you, Jesus, that it's not his protection, his providing is not based on upon our circumstances or upon our stupid s spouses or upon... Uh, our situations, his provision, his protection is based upon his word, is based upon his truth, and it's not based upon your circumstances or your fears. Your father, God, already knows the plans that he has for you. Jeremiah 29, 11, right? Plans to give you a future and a hope. 
So when we're doubting, when we're confused, when the circumstances didn't go our way, when I stepped out into, into California, that's not me, that's Eliza. Well, I did live in California. But when I went to uh, Africa, I didn't get along with everyone. And in fact, in fact um, don't record this part and don't listen to this part. I nearly got kicked out because I would flirt with too many of the guys there. Um, it just took a one stern talking to, and I stopped, I guess. Um, but his calling and the, the plans and purposes that he has for our lives is not based upon the, whether or not every day is perfect. It's not based upon whether or not in the process of getting there or in the midst of it, that we're going to make the right decisions or we're not going to fear. It's not based upon whether or not his protection is going to lift just because we said or did the wrong thing in a moment. His protection is always there. His protection is always there. You know, I can think of plenty of times where it feels like the protection is not there. You know, Jared and I lived in California for, and worked at the Dream Center, and there's 60,000 homeless people there. But God is still their protector. Just because they live on the street and have an addiction or had to flee from a, a horrible home life doesn't mean that God lifted his hand of protection off of them. So I don't know what your circumstances are. I don't know what battlefields of the mind that you're facing. I don't know if you're coming up to very difficult decisions. God is always your protector. God is always your guide. He'll never, ever, ever, ever leave you because he is the lover of your soul. Your soul is, we all know what our soul realm is, right? Our mind, our will, and our emotions. I think you quote it differently. Close enough. <laughs> our mind, our will, and our emotions. I can tell you what, I am not in love with my husband's mind, will, and emotions all the time. Nor am I my father's mind, will, and emotions, but Jesus is the lover of our soul. He's so in love with the way you think. He's so in love with how we move in him. He chose you. He knew the stupid thoughts that we would have. He knew the stupid wills of our emotions would be, but he is in love with that. And he just wants you to submit to him. And he wants you to rest in his protection. So I want to do like a little altar call, if that's okay, just with your eyes and your hands. If everyone just close your eyes and anyone that feels, um, I just closed my eyes too, to <laughs> let you know that's not going to work. I need to keep mine open. But if that's okay, Lori, yeah. Anyone that feels, if you keep your eyes closed, that you've ever been out of his protection or you felt like you missed it, that you've come out of under his, um, because of the way that you thought, 
because of your feelings, because of circumstance, because of maybe a sickness or a disease or a spouse that just annoys you. I'd love to see uh, see a sh- your hands or just glimpse up at me. If ever there's a thought that's been so overpowering that you felt like you're so out of his protection. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So I just thank you, Father, for every single person here. I thank you, Father, that you have called them the head and not the tail, that you have directed their steps, that even though that they, they feel like they have gone so far left that there's no way that they can go sh- on that straight and narrow path that you've called them on in any part of their life, whether they are um, a leader in a church or whether they are um, have a position at a job, Father, I just thank you, Jesus, that you are the one that have called them, that you are the one that knocks on their door all the time in every situation, that you want to bring them peace, that you are the one that, Jesus, you're the Prince of Peace. So I just thank you, Father, for every single person here, and I speak to any realm in their life right now that you are Daddy Protector that you are daddy protector. For those of you that have fathers that never, that you never felt their protection, I just speak um, into that right now. And I just thank you, Father, that you are a healer, that you heal their hearts and that you heal their situations, that where their dad didn't mount up or, or come into their lives that way, Father. I just thank you, Jesus, that you are their protector. 